Gamers are animals. Yep. Yep. Not the good kind of animals. No, no. Well, not for the most part, no. Listen, yeah. nobody should nobody should be able to roof you except for you. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's yeah. if you wanna if you wanna go on that journey, that's a decision you have to make. Ideally with like a trip sitter of some kind. I yeah, don't know. that's a good call. <laughs> yeah, I caught uh Paul's idea for the bubble tea lids. That, that's a good call. It really does take care of that issue. I, mean, I think I think some places have that idea where it's just like it's, it's like a Starbucks cup. You put a little put a thing on it, then it's fine. Put a thing on it, and like it's crazy. Still, like going out to a bar and seeing the number of drinks that people leave just sitting there when they go outside to have a cigarette. It's mm. nuts. No, people need to stop no. doing that shit. Yeah. Put put a lid on it. Yeah, right. I, you know, I see that every time I go to a bar. Yeah. Your job, well, your job is to roofie the roofiers. All right. <laughs> you 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 got a hero gotta, we need. <laughs> you got to you you, you got to counter or hit all them. Yeah. Um. Or, or don't do that. It's really bad to mix it with alcohol. It's really really <laughs> bad. That and uh, GHB are two things you you do not want to mix with booze. I know for no specific reason. <clears throat> um. So yeah, uh, let's <laughs> talk about video games, right? Is that what we're doing? Whenever we go live, are we live? When are we live? We've gone live. Okay. Rhett's chili peppers are on fire. Brand new batteries, baby. They're red hot. Oh, just for tonight. Got the flamingo going. Yeah, he's hot too. James looking particularly well lit there, my friend. Yeah, just, you know, making sure I got two light sources on me at all times, just like a professional would. You got to get that shading right. You got to get the, the light, the shadow. Yeah. You got to nail it. Especially if we're going to convince you to show off the tattoo. Oh, yeah. Well, um... Or do we need to wait for like the final version, its yeah. final evolution? So, so the story is, is that it's about 60% done. I sat in the chair for like seven hours and the dude was like, we have to stop. You're going to run out of plasma. And I'm like, okay, cool. I guess we're done for the day. He was pretty impressed that I sat for seven hours for my first tattoo. Now, that's not to say it didn't hurt because... Oh my God, it did. Yeah, that's, that's a long session. No doubt about it. Yeah, and the, the 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 line work was fine. You, I could just sort of like space out and ignore the line work. But when he was doing the coloring, oh, that's a different animal altogether. Because instead of using one needle, right, for efficiency's sake, it's like five or six in a little line. And he's just like, pow, 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 pow. Did your, and, did, did your artist happen to tell you the opposite before it started? No, no, it's it's no. funny because yeah, I've been told, I've had some tell me, some people tell me that that have gotten them as well that like the line work was or the line work was tough, but the shading was rough. Yeah, the shading is the shading is way worse because it's five needles, yeah. or more, five or six. It's a lot. Anyways, and you just you can't ignore that. You're just sort of like, okay, I, I'm living in this pain. We're doing this. And um, I will say it's it's pretty worth it because it uh, looks pretty rad. Um, I showed him a couple of pictures. It was like this this Gengar has to be purple. And aside from that, you follow your heart. 
you know, and so he's gonna. Um, you get a close look at some of those shading needles or coloring needles. They look like a rake. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. You don't want to get a close look. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah, but it's uh pretty rad. Um, I'm gonna try and get my appointment booked for the next one here as soon as I can, as soon as I can get a hold of the guys and get him to set it up. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be dope. And you know what the theme of that there tattoo was? Video games. That's right. And uh, we talk about that mm-hmm. right here, right now, on this fine Monday evening where the sun's still up. I'm kind of liking that. Yeah, it's dope. Take that natural light any way I can get it. Woohoo! Vitamin D, baby. That's right. Yeah, uh, James, why don't you give me some vitamin video games and tell me what you've been playing? Okay, well, let's start off with uh, Terra Nil because I want to. I don't have a reason. Um, I played a preview for it like last, I'm going to say last year, but it might have even been further back than that. Um, played a preview for it a million years ago, and it's a cool concept. Kind of like instead of a city builder, it's a nature builder where you're putting all these complicated structures in place to restore the environment to its optimal condition. So you're um, you're irrigating, you're putting down grass seed, you're um, you're re- you're revitalizing river channels, you're um, laying down tundra and uh, uh, like moss and like um, you're doing controlled burns so you can like get trees going. And uh, scanning for animal life, trying to help trying to help that come back with the optimal conditions. That's that's actually a cool thing. That um, that's different from the uh, preview builds is that uh, one of the new conditions you can you can scan for and produce the right conditions for for certain kinds of animal life for like you know higher completionist scores, and you can also modify the climate so like humidity and temperature. Um, and you can get tools to like raise or lower those things as you see fit because certain kinds of like environmental features can't exist without the right temperature and climate. And it's cool. It's we. It's a weird vibe where it's very chill, but at the same time, it's still a developer digital game. So like pretty tough, but like. If you fuck up, but you're just like, oh, I guess I'll just try again. I don't know. I, I think I've figured out what I have to do now. And, you know, if you if you keep at it and you're patient, you can do it in like eight, eight hours, maybe ten, not a stretch. But it's a good, cool experience pretty much the whole time. Um, I really well, appreciate this. Is... The... No, go ahead. I was just going to say I really appreciate the sound design. Because mm. when, you, when you lay down... Because you'll like prepare a certain amount of ground with like irrigation, for example, so that shit can grow there. And then you lay down this thing that was just like, all right, we're going to send some water out and some grass is going to grow. And then just the sound of that is like, just kind of like a cascading whoosh as like the the goes all goes green. That rules. Or like the sound of the controlled burn is great. Or like um, sound of like the recycling machines as like all your mechanics are like reabsorbed into the system that's that's the other cool thing is that once you've like 
greened up a place and we're like, all right, this looks great. Animals can live here. This is fucking awesome. Because you do a recycling process where like you send these drones out to just like scoop all your shit up. And then and then once every last trace of your fucking existence is wiped from the map, you just take off and go to another area. It's cool. Huh. Yeah. So it's like if if Wally was actually doing his job and restoring the earth. Yeah, and a portion of the sales goes to an environmental charity, whose name I've forgotten because I'm not that good of a person. As long as the money's going there, that's what yeah, really matters. Percent, there's a percentage of pre-order sales and then a percentage of game sales um, <laughs> are going to this charity. So, Not bad, not bad. The, uh, the yeah. gameplay that we're watching here looks, it looks interesting. Is this kind of a linear thing, or is it something you'd want to replay? Um... There's a certain amount of replay value because you don't have to like a hundred percent complete every biome. You just get it to a certain degree, and it's just like, all right, this is where we're at. This is good. And like, there's different strategies every time you can use them. Like, as you learn more, you can definitely come back. I could see a person running through it and then like revisiting it in a few months, and like, I think I could do better. You know. Mm. I think I could improve upon my previous performance. And there's like difficulty settings which I had turned basically all the way down because I'm a scrub. But, like, they all they really do is, like, improve how many resources you start with and, like, decrease the cost of certain activities. Because you can sort of, like, build yourself into a corner where it's like, well, you're completely out of resources, but the area is still fucked, so uh, try again. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And yeah. Uh, th this guy's out now, or? Mm-hmm. My review dropped this morning, so you can check that out on codconnectors.com. Um, if you want a slightly longer breakdown. Yep. That um, is the website where the writing occurs. That's right. That's where I, uh, I do my own writing, and I make sure that Oxford commas go in everybody else's writing. Speaking <laughs> I mean, of which, that's the only, it's the only way to yeah. write. Yes, Oxford fucking commas. Yes, I'm going to say it right now. Everybody listening, I know. Oh, there's some debate about the matter. Uh, great, I don't care. Oxford comma. Now, I recently heard it also referred to as a serial comma. Okay, like if you want to tomato this thing, then by, that by all means, but it's, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, I, I want to see him. Like a serial killer, but for commas. Yeah. And I thought, okay, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, this looks pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. Always nice to have one of those palate cleanser kind of things. Mm -hmm. You know, where it, yeah, you, don't, you don't have to, you don't have to feel while you're doing this. Yeah. And like, but you will feel kind of zen, but that's about it. Nice extent. That's fine. I think I would argue that zen is like the lack of, of feeling. It's awareness, but not feeling. Mm. Mm. Mm, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I don't know enough about the word I just used to really refute that, so we're going to go with it. <laughs> fair, fair. fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rhett, how about you? What have you been doing? What have you been up to, bud? Uh, I've been playing a lot. Uh, you want to talk PSVR? I mean, why not? So Let's do it. I got the thing, uh, oh, no, it wasn't last Thursday, it was the Thursday before. Okay, great, great, yeah. great, so you had a lot of time with it. 
a lot of time with it. Although it did sit for a few days before I actually opened it. Uh, I figured it was probably best to get my work with COG done before I actually opened the thing, because I figured that that uh, WWE review never would have gotten done if I hadn't done that. But finally, so when I cracked into it, the first thing that I touched was um, No Man's Sky. And I'll be honest. Not a great experience on PSVR. The reasoning for this, fans of the game seem to believe that Sean Murray and company were essentially forced to get the PSVR 2 update out for the game to be ready day one. Oh. Uh, so essentially what you have is the PSVR 1 version playing on PSVR 2, which means it's... Oh. it's a, I don't want to say it's a blurry mess, but it's blurry. It's blurry, you know? <laughs> Uh, plus there are things like they force you to use the PSVR 2 controllers, whereas with that game, I find that, uh, I find that it's, it's almost better to use a controller because using the, the PSVR controllers to control flight doesn't really feel that great. Mm. Um... You need to have, you know, you need to have, like, that HOTUS stick that's actually, like, on a base, and you can maneuver it better you know it's it's very easy to start turning and spinning and you know you lose your bearings very very quickly using the psvr controls so that experience wasn't wasn't honestly it was a letdown it was a letdown i, I won't lie there is apparently going to be the up uh, an update that'll come out later this year to improve it but uh, that remains to be seen Although I do trust them in getting an update out because clearly they uh, have been devoted to that game. Uh, so then I went ahead and I tried Resident Evil Village. And having come from, like having just come from playing Resident Evil 4 on the Oculus 2, I gotta say Village, pretty disappointing. Oh, Rhett, you're killing me, buddy. Pretty disappointing. Now, okay. don't get me wrong. Yeah. With, with the PSVR 2, the OLED 4K screens, which I don't know why they market these as OLED 4K screens, because you are not by any means getting 4K gameplay within the headset on anything. But with that being said, there are, they, they are fantastic for really rich, dark, deep blacks. And that helps Village tremendously. That opening scene where you're walking through the woods before it becomes daytime, oh man, that shit is great. And really anything where you're in like a dark area, it's fantastic. But where it kind of falls apart for me is that it feels as if Village, the VR mode, was something that was just sort of thrown together. I don't want to say like last minute, but it just feels like it was a bit more thrown together as opposed to the uh, RE4... Uh, Oculus 2 version because that that RE4 version it really feels like a team sat down with the base game and essentially built a new game on top of it you know the uh, the tracking works a lot better it feels a lot more intuitive things like reloading the guns because the PSVR 2 controllers are so rotund uh, 
there have been a lot of times where like it'll ask you to cock back the slide of a handgun and you're bashing your controllers together. Oh. Yeah, not great. Not a great feeling. It looks good. Mm. Now, it looks a hell of a lot better than No Man's Sky did. Don't get me wrong. But that was that was pretty, I don't know, pretty disappointing. Again, especially having come from that version with those nice the Oculus 2 VR controllers. I, they're still my favorite VR controller I've used. They really are nice. They're tight. They, I haven't had any issues with them banging against each other. All the games, they seem to track well. And the other thing uh, with with village is that the arms there's some wonky arm stuff the hands are pretty solid but the arms they can get kind of wonky so overall yeah kind of disappointed with village kind of disappointed with village but then then i tried gran turismo 7 and within 10 seconds of my very first lap I was saying to myself that this is this made the purchase worth it. GT7 is unbelievable on PSVR and it is absolutely a system seller or the the reason to get the system as far as I'm concerned right now. Uh Paul, you summed it up perfectly when you were talking about it last time. You said it's transformative and it is. It yeah. feels like a whole new game, but not just a whole new game. It feels like something I've never experienced in gaming before. And like I played GT Sports on the PSVR one. I've played um, uh, Assetto Corza on, on the Oculus 2 on PC. This is different. GT7 is different. Everything about it just kind of comes together to really create the ultimate driving game. And now I, I can't see myself going back to flat screen racing would be way too difficult man the, the the sense of immersion is incredible and just the fact that your depth of field is a million times better in in yep. vr d d it's it's different like you actually feel like you're driving a car it's it's one of the best like simulations i've ever i've ever been in uh to the point where you're just like instinctively rocking to the left and right as you're taking sharp turns and things mm -hmm. like that you know it's it's fantastic awesome um yeah it's been other so yeah it's it's been great and i actually yeah, found too. that playing in vr i i found the game easier definitely it it 100 percent is easier my first yeah. few laps it might not have been as quick quite as quick as as uh you know after after 50 hours of flat screen driving you get to a certain skill level and then when <laughs> suddenly when things yeah. change, like I was saying, it feels like a completely different game, right? So yeah, there is maybe a little bit of time to just sort of understand that you're looking, you're looking for different markers now, you know, whereas yeah. opposed to if you were driving spa, you might look for, you know, the uh, hundred yard marker on turn three. Whereas now you don't really need to look for that marker because it, you're on the road you know it's i mean um, it's yeah. probably pretty obvious but uh yeah it's like you said it's fucking transformative and it's phenomenal and i just want to play more of it yeah the ability to just look over you know and look over the apex of a turn like you're supposed to do when you're racing or you know be able to intuitively judge where the car is next to you versus you know having to process visual information that you're seeing on a flat screen you know, if someone's coming up just behind you, you can feel that the car is there because of how good the 3D audio is and 
and the you know, mirrors how are phenomenal. When you move your head, oh. yeah, and using your mirrors, something so good. I, you never do that in a flat screen racing game. The other thing I didn't even really think of, but sure enough, uh, drifting has not only has it become more viable, but it has become a lot more fun. Because again, yeah. going back to what you're saying there with the head tracking and whatnot. Drifting in the past, I mean, especially in a GT game, and I know it's not really meant to be drifted in, but there are drift trials and whatnot. So if you actually do get into those, yeah, being able to turn your head and know the exact position of the rear end of your car, it's phenomenal. It's another thing that I've never experienced before in a driving game, and it, I just can't see myself going back to this flat screen thing now. And equally... You know, you would expect you might expect something like this to come out on a VR console. You would expect it to be a subset, you know, like a small sampling of a full racing game, because that's typically what VR games are. They're they're like a slice of life piece of a game. Yeah. But this is like, you know, start to finish, play the whole dang thing in, in VR. And why not? Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. And maybe I should have started with that as opposed to the other two games. <laughs> you, you were, you were telling, you had a narrative going, you're building up. Yeah. You're saying this wasn't great. This was kind of disappointing. This rocked my fucking socks off. You are racing it, for life. You know, I, like I, I must've looked so stupid, but yeah, the first 10, 15 seconds of my first lap, I was just like laughing to myself. And like, <laughs> I just felt like a five-year-old kid on Christmas. Hilarious. Yeah, it's like your first time going to go-karts or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, as well, if you haven't done the go-kart in VR, please do. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anything else? You tried on, on VR? No, I've got a couple demos downloaded, but uh, that's Star Wars one. NFL Pro Era I want to check out. The Star uh, Wars one looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I don't know, maybe 20 games right now for the VR too. Oh, I did play a little Tetris in VR, but that's very similar, a very similar experience to the PSVR one, which was great in the first place. So I wasn't disappointed with Tetris. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I was going to say there's about 20 games on the PSVR two on the store right now. And only uh, it's a handful, maybe three or four of them have demos. They really need to get demos out for every single VR game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even if even if you know something is a great game, you kind of need a demo because sometimes there's particular kinds of movement that just make yep. some people sick and you can be one of the strong stomached. There are definitely games out there that uh, have turned my tummy. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah, no apparent that's, reason. That's Absolutely. a good point. There's just like because you won't know until you've literally played it and it's just like yeah, you're going to get a lot of angry people being like, listen, this made me fucking throw up in my headset is not a good time. I need some money back and some, you know, damages, right? Like, yep. It's another thing that Oculus is doing way better than the PSVR right now is you can refund any game. No questions asked. Of course, it's kind of like Steam where you have to have a certain amount of time played or, you know, less than a certain amount of time played. Uh, but yeah, like they do it right. You know, you can refund anything. You also, well, this is this is more a meta thing than an Oculus thing in in general. But you got to kind of give up your rights to every piece of data you've you've ever generated as a human being to 
<laughs> to sign into the Oculus Store now. Well, they don't require a Facebook account anymore. They retracted that then. Oh, dude, it's been, it's been like, yeah, it's been like that for a while. Huh? Did yeah. not know that. Yeah, well, good for but, them. Right, but but like just what you were saying, there were enough people that were saying that exact thing. They're like Oculus, Meta. What the fuck are you guys doing? We don't we like we don't even have Facebook accounts. I don't I don't care what you want as a company. I don't want to sit in the metaverse with digital no. Zuckerberg. No, God, no. He's yeah. I don't know. He, yeah, <laughs> he's robotic enough yeah. without having to be in the metaverse with the guy. Yeah, we were just discussing him on uh, a previous stream, talking about how robotic he looked. Bizarre. But anyways. Paul. Yes, sir. What, what have you been playing? Still playing Destiny. <laughs> Ooh, oh, yeah. That Lightfall. Yeah. I, f I mean, I finally wrote the review of the thing. Uh, and like I said last time, I think it's relatively disappointing. Um, and it, it's, it's a weird mix of things. The story is complete tangent from where things had been going. It's a nothing side story where at the end of the experience, you know nothing new. It has given you some more MacGuffins that you've kind of gone and picked up, and you know nothing about them. You know really nothing about the characters. The characters that they do lean into are, are arguably pretty annoying and very Marvel in their there needs to be a quirky character here. Uh, and this is your main quest giver. He's really, or they're really quirky. Uh, so I think that's a miss from a gameplay perspective. They're lucky that this is the best sh shooter on the market because the changes are not extensive enough. There's good quality of life updates in mod management and loadout management and things like that, which are great. No complaint there. But on the difficulty side of things, they did a really weird thing in compressing the difficulty down into toward the middle. They made the casual stuff sweaty. They made the sweaty stuff more casual. The raid is arguably the easiest raid they've ever made or one of. It's in the conversation. But the patrol zones where you're supposed to go out and do all your Destiny 2 grinding and pick up loot and hang out with your friends and shoot some bad guys, that stuff is hard like there are you'll routinely just get wiped out by random bad guys out in the world which is, i think it's just a gross misunderstanding of why people play this game it caters too hard towards the hardcore and not enough towards the 90 percent of people who just want to hang out you know pick up some bounties and go shoot stuff with their friends yeah i don't know it's very confusing Although I will say that since I wrote the uh, wrote the review, some of the content that's been in the season is a little bit better than what's in the actual campaign. Hmm. So take that for what it's worth. At least there's still content coming out, I guess. But Destiny, you already know if you like it or not. I still like it. I don't know. It's just a good palate cleanser. I know exactly what it's going to be. Can we pour one out for Lance Reddick? Oh, Lance. That was tough. 
that was actually really cool to see uh, in the game. Like the day after Lance passed away, I was playing and, and the tower is kind of the central area where, you know, people congregate and that's where his character, Commander Zavala, hangs out. And like every character that was in the tower was just standing next to the, the character, just yeah. standing there. It's like, wow, little uh, video game silent vigil. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But yeah. apparently there's lots of uh, lots of Lance still to come. They've recorded quite a bit of content for the future, so character will live on. R.I.P. Yeah. is a real one. Will always be remembered for uh, for The Wire. In my that's, what was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, he'll always be he'll always be the uh, captain from The Wire to me. Such a recognizable voice, though, too. Oh, fuck. You know, you immediately know you're in for a bit of a ride when you you hear a Lance Reddit character. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. On that note, what else is going on? Anybody else play anything cool? Oh, yeah. Um. Uh. Well, I mean... I got a couple couple quick ones. Uh, I covered Have a Nice Death, which is a roguelike. I don't understand why I volunteered for it. I have some sort of like really abusive relationship with the entire subgenre, where I'm always like, oh, maybe this time will be good. Because like Hades has permanently poisoned my brain. We're like, oh, Hades was really great. Maybe this will be like Hades. And the answer is never yes. Hades will be like Hades. Everything else will invariably disappoint you because all I want, all I fucking want is a steady drip feed of progression and a sense that every run is doing something for me. And Have a Nice Death kind of does that, but it really doesn't do that. And like... You know, the controls are slick and the visuals are great and the concept is cool. I like all of that. It's all gravy. But, but fucking, I, I'm really, I really got to put my foot down forevermore. It's just like, if you don't have some sort of progression system that feels, that makes it feel like your every fuck up run contributed in some small way to the larger picture that is your character. I don't give a fuck, man. No sale. Get it out of here. You know? Yeah. Like, for, yeah, I'm, for, with I'm sure for hard hardcore roguelike fans, roguelike fans, whatever, they're like, oh, man, it's all about the challenge. We're like, no. I don't care. There's a thousand challenging roguelike games out there. I've played it. I've tested it. I've dived. I've swam in those waters. I'm fucking done. All right? Give me... I want... I, I want... I want... I want to... Uh, an inc- incline, a grade, you know, where I'm like ever so slowly getting stronger and, and, and ever so slowly making progress, which is fine. I don't care if it's slow. That's fine. But it has to be steady. This looks like a carbon copy of Hollow Knight. Not oh, that no. that's a bad thing. But the visual style? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um... This looks like it could be Hollow Knight, too, if you didn't know better. Um... Yeah, it's 
within the sphere of like 2D roguelikes, it's this presentation is slick. The controls are excellent. It feels great to play, but they do some mean shit. Like, okay, I played and earned some 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 tokens, some coins, and I traded that in, or, or like I got to a certain level, and it was like, all right, you have an elevator to the first boss. I'm like, fuck yeah, great, awesome. I took that elevator a few times. I, I, I beat that first boss. I got to the second world, you know, uh, had some trouble there. And then one time, like five or six times later, I go to take that elevator to the first boss. And it's like a beefier version of that boss that only shows up when I take the shortcut. So I'm getting punished for taking the fucking shortcut that yeah. I earned in the first place. Where it's just like, oh, how about you take, you have an unkillable version of that boss. I mean, not technically unkillable, but like, if it's the first thing you're fighting, yeah, good fucking luck, buddy. And it was just like such a like, mean kick in the dick. And I was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll take the long way, you fucking pricks. And it's just like, all right, great. Bye. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. So, looking at this footage, it does look hard as hell. Uh, yeah, that's pretty punishing. Right? Yeah, like, you eventually memorize the the bosses, but like, oh, even like the the second one, the 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 food dude. Oh man, what a what a motherfucker that dude is. Food dude is that his real name? I don't remember. I hope so. Real name. Yeah, right. I was gonna say I really hope so. He's like a burger <laughs> mascot. I think he represents death by like overindulgence or something. Ah, uh, is it? Oh, is it? Is it kind of like a seven sins kind of thing? You're gonna see seven bosses sort of like that sort of tied uh, to the i don't i don't know it's not like thematically for every sin because the first dude mm. is just like literally just like a middle office manager where he's just <laughs> like he's fucking up his paperwork and like not doing his job and you're like no you have to we have to handle this gotcha. and, and so you just go in and beat the shit out of him and it's just like i don't even remember the like the like story conceit as to why this how this food dude is like fucking up his particular task but he is. And, uh, yeah, all the bosses are fucking brutal, and, like, you're punished for using shortcuts too many times in a row. And, like, the currency doesn't buy you... The currency just buys you... Th you unlock things to have a chance for them to spawn during your run. Like, it's not, like, something you can just aff affix to your character in the beginning or anything like that. And there's no, like, stat improvement that I really see. You're just, like... Improving your own skills, evening the odds with like some better item drops in game, and then like I don't know, sometimes shortcuts show up. But like other than that, it's just like you and your fucking controller and the hope and prayer. And uh I'm off that shit. You know, I'm done. Yeah, and I don't I don't love structures like that where you event like you're saying with the too many shortcuts eventually getting to a point where you can't progress because you're no good you know there's not doesn't sound like there's too many ways to change that narrative and move the needle you there's know not try something different you're just running your head into this thing because he's got a million hit points and that's you, you, fuck you if you can't do it i i get that there's there's an appeal and challenge but i'm not into that kind of gatekeeping yeah. Did you say if you played it on Switch or PC? I uh Switch. It's originally PC and it was ported to the Switch. Uh it 
runs really well most of the time. It's just when you're starting a new level that you get this like horrific slowdown and drop frames. One time it crashed the fucking game. It was like hiccuping so hard trying to start a stage. Once a stage gets started, you're good to go. Like your the frames are fine, everything moves the way it should. But just the and, and like the elevator loading sequences would get really glitchy sometimes. But like actual in game in stage play is like perfectly serviceable. Nothing wrong. Nice. Yeah, you can never be mad at sixty frames on the switch. Yeah. Uh, one other question for you. I find that a lot of these roguelites and likes, they basically live and die on, uh, the amount of content they have in them. Binding of Isaac is a good example. I know you probably haven't gone through every square inch of the game, but does it seem to be that there are dozens and dozens of hours here, or is it just a pretty quick, you know, go through? Um, there's decent weapon variety and... Um, I don't quite know the scope of the game. I didn't finish it. I'm not yeah. gonna fuck you around. I'm not gonna jerk <laughs> your game. I didn't do it. Like, come on. I yeah. Don't... No, man. <laughs> I mean, with a game like this, you've got a pretty good idea of what it's like after. You do. Uh, you do. You really hours, do. You know. Yeah. It's just like I could give you story details if I got into them, but I didn't so i can't but gameplay i know i know what it is. i know what it is i know exactly what this game is yeah um it's like 99 percent of the other roguelikes out there like pick pick any of them and they're like yeah. that yeah, yeah. if you manage to get to the next stage it's like wow now you're in a sewer okay yeah it's like yeah i've got its fucking number um yeah but cool. uh yeah, so that, that was the one. I got one more, if anybody else, unless anybody else has anything else I want to talk about. Maybe do yours, and then, uh, Brett, if you want to talk about Diablo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the other thing I played start to finish was uh, Shadow Warrior 3, because it dropped on Game Pass. And I liked that game a lot more than I thought I would. Main character is incredibly fucking annoying. We wish you talk less. I really do. Um, it's kind of like a middle-aged Asian Deadpool, you know, just like oh, two no. degrees too removed in order for that premise to still work. But here's where I got to sing Shadow Warrior 3's praises. The flow of gameplay and the level design is fucking brilliant. The reason I plowed through it and like got right to the end in like two days is because the 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 game design and the way it flows from one encounter to the next and from from one story beat to the next is so smooth and so seamless and so organic that you just find yourself well no i obviously have to keep going to see what's next because it just fucking like barrels you into it and it feels so smooth and like it's it's funny because like on paper it shouldn't work you're just you're just moving between it's just like acrobatic challenges and then like combat arenas, and you just move between these two kinds of stages. It's not complicated, but the way you're sort of like, like there's no like hubs, there's no like, oh, you're gonna go and do this stage now, you just like start it up and you start and you fucking go. And, and then like the story just sort of barrels along and then before you even fucking realize it, you're like three quarters of the way through the end and it's two in the morning, you're like, Jesus, okay, I guess this is happening. 
Um, because it's so well designed, it just sort of like nudges you along, keeps you going, it keeps you playing, it keeps you, you know, pressing forward. It's 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 really fucking well done. Um, the shooting feels pretty good. You know, it's a boomer shooter to be sure. Um, the the melee stuff is actually really well implemented. Um, the uh, the acrobatics are well designed. The like first person like you, you got to do crazy jumps and wall runs and stuff like that, and that all feels really good. Um, the graphics are pretty decent. It uses motion blur, which I have a strong stance against, but it's fine. A lot of games do it. I, I'm trying not to be too mad at people who use motion blur because a lot of people use it. I, I, I realize <laughs> I am not on the right side of history here, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> I mean, it is basically every game that's made in Unreal Engine 4 is yeah, heavy I, 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 on the motion blur. So gross. <laughs> Maybe they'll stop doing that with 5. I don't know. Yes, because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, a sort of a visual band-aid where you create a sense of realism where actual fidelity can't measure up. And I understand why they do it. I can't wait till they don't have to do it anymore. But yeah, uh, Shadow Warrior 3 is on Game Pass, and wow, what a fucking, like, like the game equivalent of a page turner, where you're just like, oh, fuck, all right, I guess I'm going, I guess I'm going to the end. Like, sweet, sick, okay, cool. Um, And I did sort of get used to or, like, endured... I, I, you know, I warmed up to the main character after a while. At first, I was like, oh, man, shut the fuck up, dude. But, like, I think it's like, 20 or 30 minutes in, I'm like, okay, you know what? You're kind of a flawed character and kind of a clumsy fuck-up, and that's really funny, and I, and I like watching the other characters rip on you for being a complete dipshit, so that's cool. And, like, there's one, like, your demon buddy, your demon god buddy, he's great i liked him more than i thought i would yeah it's cool so james what is it about this particular game that turned your crank because i know we've talked about games like this in the past that didn't land for you and there's one um, in particular i'm thinking of but i can't remember what it was called well ghost runner that's the was one. a first person with a lot of acrobatics and melee combat the reason I didn't like that one is because you died in one hit. It's not complicated. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That one that's like, be yeah. perfect all the time, get to the end of the stage. I'm like, no, no. First person melee is fucking clumsy. First person acrobatics are fucking clumsy. You can't, you can't do that. I mean, you can, but you're a masochist and bless you for even trying. But no, I. it's really better if the design is centered around the premise that yes it's going to be a bit of a sloppy jalopy ride you're gonna make some mistakes like when i say the sword combat is well implemented i mean you can just mash the sword button and then he just sort of like waggle dangs as fast as he fucking can and if the enemies aren't quick enough to react properly you just cut them to ribbons there's these dudes in the game that are also sword fighters they have like four arms and as many swords and like the sword is kind of the only way to reliably take them down and they can still like beat the shit out of you in a sword battle. But like you can sort of like stun lock them with like a, with like a force push or like in a concussive blast. And then while they're sitting there, you're just like, ah! you just dice the shit out of them until they die. And you're like, ha, 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 I win. <laughs> 
And it's like a, it's almost like a doom kind of setup where like, if you use your melee weapon, if you use the sword, then you get ammunition. But if you use guns, you get health, right? So you like switch back and forth and you mm. get this sort of rhythm going. It's good. It's good. It's a, it's a well-designed game. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was gonna. It looks really fun. Oh yeah. 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 Now, uh, is this one of the games that's leaving at the end of the month? Like how fast do I need to go play this? Um, I think it just got on Game Pass like oh, less than a month right. ago. So, okay, and it should be there, I guess. Yep. Rhett, Diablo Four. Is that going to be on Game Pass? I mean, I assume it w- would be if right the merger would go through. Oh yeah, right, right, right. That's there's no way it's done within the next two months. No. Yeah, I, I still don't think it's going to happen, but hey. Either way, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be there day one. I hope to maybe potentially be the one to review it. I don't know, I'm I'm guessing it'll probably be a pretty hot commodity come June, so. That's fucking right it will. Yeah, so, but either way, if I got to buy it, that's fine, because I fucking loved the demo, or the beta, I should say. It's awesome. It feels like what Diablo 3 should have been. Hmm. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It, it, it feels very much like a culmination of ideas from 2 and 3. Okay. Uh, the biggest thing is that the aesthetic, the environment, it feels like we're in Diablo again. D3 felt like we were playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance at times. You know, it felt, yeah. it felt too colorful for a Diablo game. Uh, and the characters and stuff, everything was just kind of like, you know, be a hero and go and do this. And yeah, but Diablo four just drops you into this dark, grimy, dirty ass town and away you go to fight demons. And the, the, I mean, there are some balancing issues, but I mean, I think that that was to be expected. Um, but it's, it's very very good uh yeah i i don't know i put maybe 10 hours i want to say into two different characters a necromancer yeah. and a sorcerer nice um necromancer is very much broken right now yeah in what way <laughs> so there is basically a way to infinitely attack without <laughs> without spending any like mana or essence or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and like the attacks, it's, it's all tied into that corpse explosion ability. There's this new, there's this new like sub variant of it that turns it into more of a mist and it like spreads out and then it's blowing things up as the mist touches it. And you just like you basically go in, you touch a button and you just get this chain reaction of events that destroys everything on screen while you sit there and scratch your ass. Uh, so the the necro definitely needs some work. The sorcerer, I would say, is, I mean, the the necro it takes a little bit of time to get there to that point. So I would say that the sorcerer is probably the easiest character to play as right now. Um, I guess I shouldn't say right now because the bait is over and you can't go yeah. and play this. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say this. The necro is kind of also broken in D three, so it's not like a yeah. surprise. I, man, I thought the same thing. It was I put like maybe oh man, I want to say ninety hours into a necro on D three, 
And I thought the exact same thing. Like from the very get go, you get that corpse explosion ability. And it's just, you know, <laughs> uh, nothing but ease after that. Nothing but, uh, nothing but blowing up everything in your path without really thinking much about it. Yeah. But yeah, the environment's cool. And then, so the, the other big thing though, going back to just like the story in the world is that, uh, the narrative and the direction of the game is way better than it's ever been in Diablo. Mm. You'll go into a house, let's say there's a, there's a cool cut scene early on where you go into, uh, an abandoned house and you're rummaging through it. And then you pick something up and the camera just like it slowly pans into the scene. It gets closer and closer and then it moves to the door. It's all in one shot too. And then the cutscene starts. You get this guy that comes in. Da da da. It's 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 done very, very like it's the most cinematic Diablo there's ever been. Um yeah, they do a lot of stuff with like camera work and and um yeah, it's how much how much of that do you think is from picking up Rod Ferguson from Coalition? Probably a lot. I mean, what is he directing it? Yeah, because he he left the Gears team to go work on Diablo. I think he's the I want to say game director. Yeah, so probably a lot. Uh, it very very much does feel like the next logical step or the next generation of Diablo in that sense. I even with two, and I mean, I didn't play much of two, but like D3, all the cutscenes, it was just skip, 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 skip. I couldn't care less about what they were saying. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that they just didn't really try anything that was visually interesting or appealing with the narrative. You know, I know Blizzard is known for their cinematics, that's really their bread and butter, but there really aren't much there there aren't much of them in in d3 or d2 from what i uh from what i've seen whereas this one it feels like it's told mm, there were there were some instances where i felt like the story was being told as well as like god of war or gta even mm. gta 5 and that yeah everything it just felt like everything flowed from one scene to the next Nothing felt disjointed, you know? Uh, everything feels like it has a purpose and your goals are very clear. And, uh, yeah, I've been more interested in finding out what happens next in this one than with any other one. Lilith is cool. Didn't see her in the demo or in the beta, but, uh, I mean, you do kind of see her, but you don't, like, you don't really interact with her. Um, but, yeah, she's cool. I can't wait to get more into that. Uh, yeah, I'm really noticing the lighting in this. Uh, the lighting is oh, yeah, like it's absolutely gorgeous. That's one thing, it's absolutely gorgeous. Played it on PS5, but I think I'm gonna get it on PC. But either way, it is fucking beautiful. Your character models really, really look good. Um, the, the one thing, of course, though, that is what we're gonna have to see, what we're gonna have to wait for is what sort of microtransactions they uh they have involved in the game because after making money hand over fist with immortals i can't help but imagine that they're gonna have some sort of microtransaction system in there well i'm gonna say this right up top blizzard fans are maybe some of the bitchiest i've ever encountered 
in the whole of my gaming life. Mm. Like, and I, I know there's like, it's a, it's a rich, like stiff competition where there's a lot of groups really gunning for that number one spot. I really feel like Blizzard fans take it. And I really don't think that if they're like, we're going to drop some microtransactions in on this game that are like, they can't, they cannot put in anything that has any impact on gameplay whatsoever or yeah. else their fucking offices are going to get burnt down. Like there's just, there's just no two ways around it, man. Like after Diablo Immortal, like they salted the earth. They can never do microtransactions again. Not that way. They just can't. It's funny you say that though. Yeah. You're like, you're a hundred percent right about those fans in particular being maybe excessively bitchy because they are already complaining about that specific thing. People, a lot of people, at least from what I've seen on Reddit and Blizzard forums, I did a little bit of sleuthing, and uh, there is a consensus that people think that uh, the deluxe versions and the ultimate versions are going are essentially doing that for players they're going to give them a head start on the game and make their characters stronger i know i was shaking my head at that too i'm like no bullshit like getting three day early access is not making your character stronger oh you know? it's yeah not... like if it's just if it's just early access who gives a fuck that's, that's what fine. it is yeah people are people are like yeah oh no this is bullshit these these players are going to have 72 hours of a head start on us i'm like wait what first off every fucking game that comes out nowadays has three day early access if you pre-order like that is not yeah, that that's, is that's... not exclusive to blizzard and diablo yeah that's bog standard shit man like who cares yeah yeah um but but yeah like if that's all they do then like i don't care that's fine who cares totally 100 yeah no uh, i can live with if if you want to go the Street Fighter route, I can live with a thousand pieces of of uh, microtransaction content as long as it's all cosmetic. Yep. Yeah. Now, do you think that problem gets better or worse if Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard? Um, because they're all about being for the gamer. I think better. Also, if everything's on Game Pass, they've got to sell something. There's Diablo, a, a lot of microtransactions in something like Halo Infinite, for example. Oh, mm. yeah, but what kind are those? What kind of shit do you see in Halo Infinite? I feel like it was mostly cosmetic, but okay. they did have. I feel like there was some kind of gameplay advantage you could gain from buying cards or something. I feel yeah, like it feels like a long time ago, so it'll get better and then it'll get worse. If the if the merger does go through for the first year, 18 months, maybe two years, I think Microsoft will make sure to sort of save face and do everything that they can to make it seem like they're, you know, for the gamer. But eventually, eventually, once the heat from all that dies down and people forget, yeah, you'll start to see them bringing in the microtransactions might not necessarily be for Diablo. Maybe it will, but yeah, I think that for the first couple of years, let's say their, their Activision blizzard, etc., games are probably going to be a little bit more player based just because I mean, that's gotta be a terrible look for them if they aren't. I did see that, uh, the, one of the Redfall developers was saying the thing you're not supposed to say 
uh, and mm. saying that, the, yeah, we had a PS5 version, but Microsoft came storming in here and said, stop it. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Brutal. they're trying to tell every uh, legal authority on Earth that, says, no, we would never. We would Man. never do that. We love competition. That sucks, too, because the best part of Deathloop, I thought, was the haptic feedback. Playing it on the PS5 with the haptic yep. feedback. Game feels fucking great on that controller. So that is too bad that I won't be able to get that with Redfall. Although I don't know if I'm actually going to play that game, but we'll see. I saw some, I saw some questionable opinions. <laughs> some questionable opinions, yeah. we. I know we got a member or two on the team that thinks it's going to be the next Outriders, so that... Uh, Boy, well, what a it? what a what a complicated half curse of a statement! God, this is going to be the next Outriders. <laughs> ah, ooh, is it? Okay. <laughs> the next six out of ten. Oh, yeah. The next, the, the, the best next... six out of ten you'll play this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking top of top of the six pile. So that's where that's gonna go yeah no maybe. no get it's gonna be better than outriders it, 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 it's gonna be better and uh you know i think it'll be better i mean you could play outriders was outriders on game pass day one yep it was okay okay well fuck i still haven't touched that so i i don't know if i'll play redfall well you're not missing too much on outriders mm. yeah but yeah d4 d4 is cool Looking forward to uh, checking out more of it. Very much so. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what about the news? Like we kind of touched on it there with uh, with Redfall a little bit, but I, I saw you pulled some cool stuff there, James. Oh, yeah. Um, just some stuff I've, I've, I hardly know anything about. Apparently, they're making a God of War style Ninja Turtles game. Fuck yeah. Dude, fucking yeah. right. Yeah. Man, this looks so good. Based on uh, the last Ronin comic, which if I'm remembering correctly, is one where all the turtles and Splinter die except for one. Yeah. Mikey? So it's Mikey, like the last. Yeah. The last turtle. Mm-hmm. But I think even through the last Ronin, they don't really reveal which of the turtles survived. I think it's just like kind of hinted at that it was Mikey, right? Are you guys familiar with yeah. that story? Yes. Vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't in the article I'm reading, they do not mention which one it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll be honest, I was like the first the first time I heard of this uh sort of combination of game, I'm like, dude, this might be one of the best multiplayer games ever. <laughs> I can't wait to get in there with four people and rip shit up. But I guess it's really not going to be conducive to that, is it? The story. No, no, yeah, no. man. No. I think arguably that's better because if they're using God of War as the template, you give yeah. me one turtle. You don't know which turtle it is. That's four different play styles, at least uh, to match up to the you know God of War axe and blades and spear combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the one image that could that be they awesome. Show is that they the dude has all of the weapons. The, the the nunchucks, the broken sword, the bow staff, um, yeah. Uh, I I I don't know anything about it. It was just like, oh, it looks cool. It looks cool as hell. I love the turtles. Did we did we hear who's making it? Uh, Polygon. No, 
No. Um, Par- Paramount Global. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, they have money at least. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Paramount Global. That's all I'm seeing here. Okay. Yeah. So who who knows? Uh, who knows what's gonna happen there? Um. Yeah. Look at. Look, we'll wait for more details on that. But I think. I think they just wanted to drop drop the news because we're kind of all up in that turtle shit right now because of the movie coming out later this year. The movie in the fucking stellar game last year that totally yeah. reinvigorated my love for the turtles. Yeah, man. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, what else? What else is out there? Well, uh, I saw that... Um, the Ubisoft says they're pulling out of E3 after previously saying that they were going to be at E3. Like a a week or two ago, they said they were going. Yeah. So so e, so Ubisoft's not going to be there. Sony's, of course, is not going to be there. Uh, Xbox? Is Xbox going to be there? I don't think so. And then Nintendo, of course, not because they're never there. So, like... What what the what the fuck is E3 even going to be this year, man? Last I read they have zero confirmed publishers. So, ouch. Like they've got to cancel the show. Like they don't even have any indie indie developers. I mean, that might publishers? have been hyperbolic what I was reading. It was on Twitter, so completely unverified. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the Assassin's Creed publisher said it will hold its own separate event in Los Angeles the same week as E3. Um. Yeah. So basically, what's going to happen is we're going to get all these fucking prezies and all these uh, all these events happening around the same time, and everybody's just being all shitty, like, no, it's not part of a single event. We're not going to coordinate. We're going to compete with each other for airtime. It's like the Super Bowl happening on seven fucking channels. Nobody, Nobody's going to get any fucking coverage. It was already so bad, now it's going to be so much worse. We're, like, cannibalizing the fucking, this, this, like, incredibly valuable piece of fucking airtime to the point where it's absolutely worthless. I think that's 100% a consequence of Twitch and streaming culture. Because it's a battle out there. It is a battle to get the viewers. There's a limited number of them, and they all want to watch at the same time. So you want to beat out your rival. You want to have a better show to get more viewers, get more reach. And I don't know. I it feels like all the companies are kind of leaning into that in a way that they didn't when E3 was a thing. It was a competition for sure, but it was very respectful where, you know, Xbox would have their turn and then Sony would have their turn and then mm-hmm. Nintendo would have their turn. Sprinkle in the Square Enixes and the Ubisofts and the Electronic Arts in there. But hey, now it's uh, kill or be killed, I guess. Yeah. So I'm going to go right to the source and see if they have any, any, like anybody, anybody coming, anybody coming. All right. Yeah. See the schedule, the new easier <laughs> experience. Let's check this shit out. Um, 
while you're doing that, I will just say that uh, for Ubisoft, I hope to God they show off this Star Wars game that they're talking about a bit. Yeah, that'd be rad. Which uh, sounds like it's just like galactic Assassin's Creed with blasters. I'm into that. Yeah. Nothing really in the schedule right now. I haven't pegged anything <laughs> down. Probably no one. Oh, boy. E3. E3 2023. Attendees. Who's coming, baby? Who's fucking coming? I mean, we were talking about this before the show that there were some problems with uh, uh, bad behavior at GDC. And Ooh. well, if. If E3 doesn't happen, that means people are safe. So safe arguably this is a good thing for the, the masses that uh, want to party. Well, yeah. well, yeah, because people uh, well, not only were people catching COVID at, at the game developer conference because they oh, they were heads up. That was absolutely happening. Um, there was like Rohypnol going around in the like uh, a troubling quantity. It's really fucking unfortunate, is what it is. So, um, which all that is to say, we don't know what E3 is going to look like this year. But it's the end of March, and they're committed money wise. So you 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 you're talking about them canceling. I don't think they can do that. I think they've all they put their money where their mouth is a couple of months ago. And um, bring in more energy drinks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Prime. Get Logan Paul involved. It's nice. basically it's basically just going to be a thousand fucking influencers wandering around with their cameramen or with their own cameras filming each other, filming themselves. And you'll just sort of like walk around the space and you just see like every second person you see is going to be like. Hey, it's Shitbird McGee. Welcome to day one of E3. I'm here streaming live for all my adoring fans. And it's just like, are, that, is there anyone else there? <laughs> doesn't that sound like something, dear listener, that you would want to spend $2,000 on? A nice round trip. Yeah. Um, so just uh, no publishers, okay. no no, no developers, no companies, just... Just a big enclosure for influencers and gamers. Just lock them in there for a week and see who comes out. Uh. It makes you long for the days when we threw ourselves to the wolves to distill that bullshit down into something that you could read in three minutes or watch a 30-second video on. Yeah. Doesn't it? Ah. Ah, life. Hmm. Yeah, so if there is anything to report on at E3, we will definitely do it. As it stands, it's probably just going to be us catching some prezzies, talking about those prezzies. We'll do like a we'll do like a daily recap. Like they'll run the prezzies, we'll watch them when we can, and then we'll get together for a roundtable every night and be like, "All right, guys." Here's what happened. Here's what matters. Here's what doesn't. That last list, probably kind of long. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a facetious little shitbird, but... You know... Shitbird, shitbird McGee. Yeah, facetious, facetious little shitbird McGee. Yeah. Um, 
but no, I'm I'm I I think I think that'll be the way to consume E3 is an hour at a time in the evening with us once all the hubbub dies down because you simply cannot watch three streams at once or if you do try don't you're just going to give yourself some sort of weird new kind of headache they don't have a name for yet i'm going to go even beyond that don't watch all the streams at once we'll watch all the streams at once and then you watch our stream of us watching the streams yeah and trying to make sense of it yeah We'll we'll do a we'll do a roundtable discussion. We'll tell you everything you need to know. All three skip. of us are watching something. From the... we'll, we'll we'll skip all the shit that doesn't matter. So sorry, PC game show in advance. Yeah. We're almost certainly <laughs> not talking about you. <laughs> yeah. <I feel> like... <laughs> That was the one. Uh, that was the one where you would like. Okay, who's the newest person on the team? You get to cover the game show. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. What twenty minutes of talk about the newest, hottest, most fuckable processor? And like oh. nine games that everybody's that's coming out on consoles, and four that are only PC. And it's just like, God, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. Man. Uh, I. I can't remember which one of you it was, but I did see somebody said that they announced a Spider-Man release date and yeah. that, well, we fucking called it last time on this oh, show. Yeah, 100%. But I mean, what's funny about this is I know I know they have since confirmed, but they didn't announce a release date. As far as I understand, it was leaked, essentially, by the, by the voice actor. actor who plays Venom. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. He was Whoopsie. just he, he posted like a, a retraction thing. He's like, no, I don't know anything about release dates. Don't listen to me. It was just, uh, it was very uh, heat exhausting yeah. from the sauna. I'm sorry. And then, then like a week later, Sony's like, God damn coming it. Out in yeah, it's, yeah, it's he. Yeah, God damn it. It's coming out in September. Thanks, Sony. I mean, and imagine that Venom dies in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah, I, it's crazy, right? I'm like, sure this guy never works again. <laughs> no they'll kill him off screen in between games it's fine no I think we get Venom's head on a pike by the end of it just to confirm you don't want to take the Mandalorian approach of having Venom die in a different in a different show a different game like in the Wolverine yeah. game Venom will die yeah. ah yeah interesting. It'll, interesting it'll all be fine and then you'll play Wolverine and they'll slice them into ribbons like oh that sucks what a shame oh no for, for those that don't know what i'm referring to is that important things about the show the mandalorian happened in the boba fett show so if you watched mandalorian season two and then came back to watch season three without seeing the boba fett show oh. it makes no fucking sense brutal brutal who made yeah. that decision baloney same people making making all the star wars questionable decisions jesus christ maybe well, that's it, maybe no, that's stupid decision making that maybe that's why sony or uh disney needs to lay off seven thousand employees this week seven thousand yeah. seven thousand yeah they just announced today seven k it's, it's getting to the point where whenever they knock off like a small town's worth of employees 
one of these companies, it doesn't even always make the news. Like, I had no idea that D- Disney downsized by seven grand. That's fucking nutty. Disney, yeah, man. It's, you know, just another in a long, long line of companies that have downsized over the past year or two. Yep. Fuck. It's, it's not the time to be in the, in the job market. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so, well, I've got some lighter news if we want to shoot, talk about that up, for man. a hot second. You remember uh, Gran Turismo 4? Yeah. This is a cool that story. Out, that came out 19 years ago. And apparently, people have just found cheat codes in Gran Turismo 4. Nice. Well, what, uh, what do they do? Man, they do crazy shit. Yeah. They, like, they like unlock everything. They beat all races. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it, uh, from what I read, it sounds like it's probably a dev mode that got left in, but it has something to do with uh, an entire year of in-game days to have to elapse before they can be activated. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. a complicated button prompt. So it's... Which is like, dude, how the fuck did this person find these codes? <laughs> 19 oh, like years the... after the fact. Yeah. Taz. Two assistant speed I run. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Because you, you make, you come up with like bots and systems and shit to like, it's like, I need you to just run this game like perfectly. Can you do that? And you're like, yep. Shit. Hmm. That's it's interesting guess. that I... it didn't get caught by like data mining. Yeah. You yeah, know, all it, these games it, have all been dumped onto the internet and all the codes out there. Should've. Yeah. So it's deep, deep and dark. Well, especially well, the Gran Turismo games. Yeah. Yeah. They're... There have been people playing the earlier Gran Turismo's, uh, you know, ever since they came out. Some yeah. people just never stopped. Yeah. And I haven't played it in a long time, but apparently it holds up pretty good. Yeah. GT4, yeah. especially on like, you know, modern emulator with decent resolution and stuff. But can you play it in VR? Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what else you won't be able to play come June? It's multiverses. That's right. They fucking... This this is a funny story. (laughs) Funny ha-ha, or... I I mean, I I think so. Yeah. (laughs) But but then again, I I don't play the game, so... So, so they're like, okay, this was a beta, guys. We're shutting down the beta in June. You spent a bunch of money. You're not getting it back. No refunds, baby. See you in 2024. <laughs> like, there are a lot of people, too, convinced that they won't see us in 2024. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you, you tried to make a Smash clone. It fizzled a little bit like i don't know oh dude it, it, it didn't stay in the conversation in any meaningful way 99 percent of its player base dropped off oh that's not those are not good numbers it, it didn't fizzle it died it mm-hmm. died yeah so i mean maybe it's wise that they're taking it offline you know maybe when they bring it back they'll be able to sort of reignite that hype but i doubt it <laughs> but i doubt it don't, the only yeah. way they're going to do that is if they come out with a roster of characters double in size. Yeah. You know? You've got a step to the playing field that Smash Ultimate has cultivated, and that's like 
it's like a 90 character roster fucking hundred stages yeah built and grown and 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 whatnot over the course of like a couple of years and it's just like listen we we have the the arena fighter right now we don't like you you have to you have to come in with both barrels fucking red hot man if you want to make any difference in that playing field it's choked out yeah, so they were they were fucked from the jump, and it's just taken them this long to realize it. They now with multiverses, they're kind of in a unique position, though, that they at least have properties enough properties to pull from, where theoretically yep. they could have a competitive roster, you know, compared to Smash. Yeah, they just figure they would drip feed it through like mm-hmm. multi microtransactions and free to play bullshit, yep. not realizing like a lot of developers didn't that the 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 high watermark for that has been passed and it's because the development cycles are so long that like by the time they get their shit to market you know that particular trend has kind of uh receded in uh saturation so they, they you know they didn't know they didn't realize is the time has come and gone yeah. so so they're going to have to like fundamentally reevaluate the business model for multiverses if they want to bring it back because like clearly because if if the free-to-play drip feed content model was gonna work it would have and they wouldn't be shutting it down they would just roll right from beta to full 1.0 release exactly. in a year while like keeping people up to date but the fact that like they're like cutting cords is, like we can't afford to keep the fucking servers up because like nobody's playing this goddamn game, so we have to like take it back to the lab and completely change how it's delivered, um, in order yeah. to get people to like spend enough money that we make some of it back. Um, I mean, the conventional wisdom is always don't buy a game unless you're happy with the state it's currently in, like you know, for early access and things like that, because it may never change. But for something that relies so heavily on being competitive and being online, that's a whole different ball game. Like, if that becomes a general practice, where does it end? Like, how soon is too soon to take something offline that people have played have paid for and now they can't play it? Aye. that's a slippery. That's a slippery yeah. one. That's bullshit. Yeah. At the very least, they should have left it so you could play it offline. Not yeah. great, but I mean, it's something. Should have sent everybody a copy of Smash. <laughs> yeah. A rip of uh, of Brawl. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a Brawl mod out there that you can get that like makes it more like melee. They could just send everybody that with instructions <laughs> on how to install it. Zero legal repercussions there. Yeah, fuck no. They can't be in any worse trouble than they are are now, right? Nintendo, not known for litigating, so... Mm-mm. No, never. Speaking of Nintendo, apparently uh, Tears of the Kingdom gameplay tomorrow. Ten minutes. Yep. Ooh, nice. Nice. I don't know. People, people are all, like, salivating about that shit, but, like, they'd have to be ten very rich minutes in order for us to really get any kind of look at like what hap- what's happening next. Like it's just like here's ten minutes of all the new shit because you know what Breath yep. of the Wild looks like. Yeah. 
and, yeah, and like we'll see a lot of that wall swimming ability i'm sure yeah or like just it's, it'll be just vehicles it's just like listen oh. here's 10 minutes on how to build a bunch of wild banjo kazooie nuts and bolts nonsense i'd hopefully, be into that hopefully it's like there's not even like hopefully it's just like listen the ability to build ships and ground and water machines is there with the physics and with the components we're not going to like give you ships or anything you just have the tools build whatever the fuck you want go crazy you know it's just like this is the piece that lets you float this is the these this is the pieces of the wheels you know and then you just like put it together however the fuck you want so you get people making like massive clumsy fucking airships or like weird like trains that go through the sky that like don't make any sense <laughs> like yeah you know what i mean like I, I want them to just like blow the doors wide open and be like i don't know, man here's the tools go fucking crazy uh if it gets too big the game will literally crash and they're like sick time to find and ride that line <laughs> Yeah, the game's going to have been out for like seven days and someone's going to have recreated all the the ancient beasts from from the last game. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. One to one recreations. Somehow. Yeah, man. They said it wasn't possible, but hey, we did it anyway. That's right. Just give us tools, man. Just give us the tools. We will figure that shit out. Absolutely. It'd be, it'd be cool if you could download or upload your creations you know Ooh. i know it'll i know it won't be there but i find myself often with great ideas for that sort of stuff and the execution is never there you know and i always end up wanting just somebody to do the work for me <laughs> man people are reliably dumping and emulating switch games though now so mm -hmm. if this is anything like breath of the wild they'll they'll have that baby cracked and available to play on pc and glorious 4k and i'm sure they'll someone will mod it that's a good call you, you know i might just wait like how long if you had to guess how long do you think before that actually happens <laughs> um a month at the absolute outset I might yeah. just it's hard wait. to say um, i'm sure it'll be up quick but it probably won't work great uh yeah uh, yeah, I'm, uh, oh, man. I'm gonna... I, I kind of draw the line at, at emulating current gen, last gen kind of yeah. stuff. Like, I'm only interested in the old. Yeah, but man, so I can switch. I'll tell you what, every time I turn it on and it struggles to load the shop, I'm like, oh, guys, it might be time for a new system here, huh? At very least, bring back some of the Wii music so that while the eShop is loading for a minute and a half, you get to listen to some sick tracks. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 It, it's not great. It's not a great. It's, it, but, but, oh, well, here's what I was going to say. I, well, I've stalled enough. I, somebody, <laughs> Doug Bowser or somebody like that, was asked, Hey, or is there going to be a new uh, successor to the Switch? And they're like, yeah, we're working on it right now. We're very excited about it. That is all we're going to hear about this fucking system for like a year and a half. Doug Bowser came out and was like, yeah, it exists and we're working on it. It's like, cool. 
See you in 2026, I guess. Yeah. With Ugh. Tears of the Kingdom as a launch title for it. Because you understand that because the current gen PS5 and Series X only really made improvements to processing power and load times, like graphically, they're like it's more of a lateral move than a jump ahead. Yeah. Nintendo probably sees this as an excuse to sit on their fucking Switch until literally the next generation of consoles comes out. <laughs> tell tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. Uh, like, uh, they, uh, uh, James, it's just too plausible and it hurts me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ten years of Nintendo Switch, baby. Get fucking ready. <laughs> they, well, they, in they that look... time, we'll probably live to see... Uh, some poor bastard have to port Cyberpunk 2077 onto the Switch. Yeah, they will find the remains of that man <laughs> at the at the bottom of a cliff somewhere because he was just like, "Listen, I I tried, guys. My job is on the line. My family is very hungry. Uh, I hope the life insurance kicks in. See you never. I don't know. Listen, I... they did it with The Witcher, and that is technically a video game. It it technically you know what? You is know The what? Witcher." I take it all back. The dude's going to crush it. He's going to make Cyberpunk yeah. 2077 a Switch game. Maybe call it Cyberpunk 1035.5, you know? Yeah, I like that. 2024, you know? Just, it's like a, <laughs> not quite as advanced, but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, all right. No, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. His family will, 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 will eat well and grow, <laughs> grow fat and happy throughout the long winter. Um, whoever this person is, yeah, no, no switch, no switch successor until 2027. Yes, because it came out in 2017. No switch successor until 2027. Calling it now. Watch them yeah. unveil it yeah. at E3. They're hey, ready? They're getting ready. I, to drop I, nobody, in stores. <laughs> nobody would be happier than me to be proven wrong. Honestly. Yeah. If it turns out that I'm like blowing smoke up my own ass and it's just like they're getting ready to drop that bomb this summer, fucking great. I'm over yeah. the moon. Yeah. But like they don't have to, so they won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think historically, if I'm remembering correctly, Nintendo shaves prices before they announce something new. Mm. And the Switches still cost the same as when it launched. So. Unless we see that $50, $100 price cut to blow out some old stock. I don't think it's eminent. Yeah, it might not be. But who knows? What do we know? Nothing. I don't know shit. I've never known things. If I ever said something that sounded like I knew something, it was a lie. I don't, I've never known anything in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry to disappoint all my fucking fans and readers. I've never known anything. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the nice thing is we've got to share in your blissful ignorance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we'll continue to do so. I That's promise right. you that. All right. Uh, maybe we should get out of here. Yeah, maybe let's do that. I've exhausted the news and all that stuff, but um, yeah. what do you guys got on the horizon? What's coming up next? Hmm. I'm looking forward to the Mega Man Battle Network collection. 
mm-hmm. and Advance Wars One and Two. Can't wait for that shit to come out next month. It's gonna be dope, dope, dope. Because I've never played the Mega Man games, the Battle Network ones, and it's like a it's like a portable RPG series. And like a lot of people have like a lot of their like deep childhood memories heavily invested in this shit. So you know, want to dip a toe in, see what it's all about, see what they're like, you know, see how they measure up. Play a Mega Man game that doesn't rely on Twitch reflexes and incredible patience. <laughs> Could be good. Yeah, I'm, my uh, next month top dog that I'm looking forward to is the Jedi Survivor. Oh, right. The tra- yes. Story trailer just came out for that. Fuck, man. It looks it looks pretty good. Well, be sure to come along with us on our Jedi. What, what the fuck was the first one called? Fallen Night? Fallen Order. Happy Night? Fallen Order. Happy Night. Uh, Jedi Happy Night. Yep. <laughs> uh, be sure to come along with us uh, through April on the playthrough of that. In you know, anticipation I, leading up to the release of the sequel. Yeah. I think you're going to enjoy it, I think you're gonna like oh it. yeah oh yeah yeah I, I fucked around with it a little bit on ps5 and yeah I, the ps5 version solves all my issues that i had with the ps4 version so i'm very much looking forward to actually going through it um but uh next time look forward to some sports talk from me because i have been playing a lot of mlb the show 23 nice. and we'll be playing a lot of uh ea sports pga tour their new golf game that's coming out first week of april i believe we'll be playing a lot of that so all right yeah sounds good join us back here for that viewers listeners we appreciate you thanks for uh being vaguely interested in the nonsense that we spew on a bi-weekly basis here on press x podcast we do appreciate that and uh, stay tuned to the channel. Check out Rhett while he's streaming. Lots of good stuff going on there. So don't be shy. Come say hello. And uh, take care of yourselves out there. We'll see you next time right back here on Press X the Podcast. Bye-bye.